It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome to Crunching the Numbers. Going inside and breaking down the game and finding out what all the data means. Thanks for joining us again here on Crunching the Numbers. You have Mark Spores and Shane Leonage. Uh, Shane, welcome once again. Hi, guys. Hopefully you've had a, a good week. Um, Mark and I are actually doing this podcast 40 kilometres apart. And, uh, it's kind of the new norm now um, where social distancing uh, has come into play and it's, it's really important that we, we all do our part to, to try and flatten the curve in this new world. It is the world we're living in and uh, hopefully everybody is keeping safe at home at the moment as we are trying to do also. But uh, thanks again for joining us, Shane. Obviously today we've got a bit of a different topic based around the data on gender differences and similarities in the game of tennis. So uh, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of what you're thinking about and obviously some of the data that you've produced based on, you know, obviously we've got to coach uh, each of the genders very differently. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what triggered me to sort of look into this were, was a couple of things. Um, I'd worked a lot with male athletes in the past and over the last six months, I've uh, started working uh, more on teams um, of female athletes. And I, and I found the, the, the differences quite challenging and a steep learning curve. So um, I've been fortunate enough to have you sort of guide me through some of the work that we've done together. A bit later in this podcast, I'm going to throw some some data and statistics in front of you on the differences and similarities in the men's and women's games. And, and it'd be great for you to explain to our listeners or give them some context on why you think the numbers fall that way. But first, um, what are your thoughts on high-level differences on coaching a male and female athlete? So Shane, yeah, obviously with um, obviously coaching on tour for the last 20 years and being both on probably the ATP and WTA tour, I found a lot of the time uh, coaching male and female is very different, not only on the court, but also off the court. So I'm hoping that, you know, with your numbers as well, we can probably give the the audience a little bit of an idea as to how to coach the genders differently, why we need to coach them differently, and obviously what the game is asking us at that, that level. So um, obviously, if you want to start first with maybe some of your data, and we can then elaborate as to how that, that sort of hopefully resonates with our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the data we're using is based on four years of uh, data that I've collected from the ATP and WTA in various work. Um, and I might start with the serve and return. So there's a, is a very interesting graphic and we'll share it online um, on the tennis menu a bit later, but it shows that uh, the majority of the top 100 women, they are winning over 30% of return games, whereas there's only a handful of men that actually win 30% of return games. And then when you flip it, majority of male players win over 75% of service games, but there's only a handful of women that win 75% or more of service games. So let's start there. Yeah, it's a huge, obviously a huge start. And I think it's a real, the, the real difference in the game is obviously from the serve. And um, it's interesting being on tour, I've actually had um, WTA players practice with ATP players. They'll be on the court and there is no difference when when you're getting into the hitting off the ground side of things. So they can hit with each other, you know, baseline to baseline, cross court, all that sort of stuff. But as soon as you throw the serving, that's where the differences do lie. And I guess your numbers are telling us that with what you're saying about the women winning, you know, more than 30% of return games and then and men probably not. You know, I think that's a, a really huge, a huge stat. Is there any difference between top 100 men and top 10 men that you might 
might have also some data on. Yeah, the guys at the top 10, they're at the, the very top in terms of return games won for the men's side. When you compare to players outside, there's very few that are outside the top 10 that are in that sort of echelon of return games won for the men's side. So I'm going to throw some names out there as well. Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, Daniel Medvedev on the men's side and Serena Williams, Ash Barty, Karolana Pliskova, Petra Kvitova and Naomi Osaka on, on the women's. These players not only serve well, win a high percentage of service games, but also win a high percentage of return games. And they they sort of buck the trend compared to, to, to the others um, in, in the top 100 on their respective tours. Yeah, that's interesting because obviously they're all in the top 10, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, so I guess that's a little difference between, you know, what we're seeing in the top 10 and the rest. And, and it's about the consistency. Like all those players you did mention have been at the top of the game for a period of time. And that's just probably evidence of why the serve and return is so critical to winning matches. So let's move on to the, the next set of data and it's serve directions, uh, first serve. And we're assuming that the serve is going to a right-hander. What I noticed here was the T-serve was uh, heavily used by both the, the WTA and, and the ATP Tour. And it's around 42% irrespective of whether it's on the juice side or the ad side. The biggest difference seemed to lie between the two tours was the WTA, the, there's a, a bigger use of the body serve. So about a quarter of first serves, irrespective of the juice or the ad side, are body serves, whereas less than 20% on the ATP for a first serve. Then obviously the flip side to that is the, the ATP, there's a more wide serves being used uh, as a first serve option. Uh, can you explain that, Mark? It's a good question. The wide serve on the on the ATP is interesting, I guess. For me, that would be a ploy for, for players to be able to take the, the opponent to their strength first and then open up the backhand side. That's how I see it from a from a generic perspective. It could be completely different. It, it might just be slightly tactical. It might be the forehand return has more of a rounded kind of westernish kind of grip and they can probably expose that a little bit with the faster serve and then spread them out wide but you know there's probably no one answer for that but I'm, I'm guessing it's to open up the space to the backhand corner and then be able to then utilize the runaround forehand after that so you know it's interesting you say that because I feel like I've always coached my women players female players to expose the forehand return you know on their on their counterparts because the forehand of the female is generally the, the the weaker side in terms of error count so it's quite an interesting stat and I don't know if there's anything else to back that up from your perspective but I would have thought it would have been the other way around it's interesting yeah um, so I'll just add in there that that was serves to, to, to a right hander the other question that I had on it as well was the body serves used more in the WTA tour do, do you think that's using flatter faster body serves as opposed to the men using a, a lot more kick on that body serve I think the women are trying to expose the movement capability of each other so basically obviously when you're bigger kind of girls will struggle to get out of the way of the body serve and won't be able to have a big swing on those returns and that's generally I feel like if you can jam a female player up a little bit into the body and actually get a shorter reply you can spread them a lot easier on the second ball whereas if you sort of give them the ball out wider which is like T or wide serve you give them an opportunity to swing and therefore if they've got a chance to swing the ball may come back a little bit bigger I guess and then be able to pressure you instead of you having the first strike in the rally. Now on the second serve, and I won't read out everything, but the biggest difference is the women are on both the juice and the ad side 
using about 50% of body serves, whereas the men spread it a bit more across T, body and wide. Any reason for that? I think maybe a little bit of the, the reasoning in the men's is that they're trying to, men are trying to run around and utilize the weapon a little bit more beforehand. So therefore, the, the server tries to keep you honest a little bit. They'll slide you out wide to hopefully not let you run around. They'll jam you into the body so you can't have time. Uh, they'll kick a couple, obviously, to try and get the ball up on the back end. But female side is probably a little different. Um, they're not looking to run around as many times as the men. They're happier to use the backhand side as a weapon as well. So, you know, I guess that's probably why the females are a little bit different than the males. But, you know, the males like to mix it up a lot. They've got a bigger repertoire of serve a lot of the time the female. The females have more, I guess they're, they're built a little differently where they're stronger through the hips. So, you know, if you give a girl a chance to strike at the ball, they're going to really crack. The men want to make sure they keep you guessing, they keep you honest, they mix it up a lot of the time. Males like to just dominate with pure power and strength and they'll utilize their forehand as much as possible. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of kind of statistic. I think, is there any statistics based on winning percentage on, on second serve compared to first? I've got a high-level one and it just shows I think the, the women are winning close to 50% of second serve returns and the men are winning about 44. I'll take it on notice and, and, and for our listeners next week, I'll get a, a bit of a breakdown by direction as well. Yeah, the, it seems that, yeah, the women are winning more second serve return points as well. So they're winning more on the return rather than the serve? Yes. Yeah, and that to me, that doesn't surprise me. I feel like, and it's a little bit genetic here, and this is why it's a great topic, I think, Shane, is because the females have a, a much better slice serve than they do kick serve. And genetically through the hips, they obviously like to rotate more. So they, they rotate around as opposed to lean back as the males do and hit that bigger kick serve. So the ball itself doesn't have many chances to be varied, I guess, from a female perspective. So therefore, it sits in the true zone of the returner whereas the males can actually slide the ball kick the ball and and jam it up pretty hard so i guess that's where it probably the similarities uh, or sorry the differences lies in the in the genetic build-up of a male versus a female serve well i might move on to return positions and this this one was incredibly interesting to me i've got three categories first is greater than 1.5 meters inside the baseline then i've got basically on the baseline and then greater than 1.5 meters behind the baseline the women is about five percent that are returning a first serve more than 1.5 meters inside the baseline the men it's about 0.7 then right on the baseline about 70% of the WTA are returning very close to the baseline whereas only 48% of the men's and then the majority of the men are actually more than 1.5 meters behind the baseline whereas it's about 25% for the women it's interesting stat I really like court position based stats because it shows what the game is actually telling you it is basically the men's game obviously is a big serving game you know if you're standing on or inside the baseline yeah, you're reducing your time to be able to swing and be able to penetrate the court off the return females love the ball speed and so girls don't have obviously the, the speed of serve that the men do so they generally like to stand up to the court they've got flatter base grips they try and take the ball speed off the serve and, and try and counter punch that and utilize the ball speed whereas the men are sitting back and hoping that they get a look at a second serve to be able to step in but if not they try and utilize obviously you know standing back to give themselves more time to be able to then penetrate the court and probably on the flip side of that, what a return is, is trying to return well enough to have the ability to get a first strike in the rally. I think that's the key to anything in this game at the moment is serve to get the first strike, return to get the first strike. Don't just 
serve the ball and don't just return the ball. We've got to return them or serve them to positions where we can look to strike on the first shot. Whoever gets first strike at the highest level of the game is basically winning the points. Uh, I won't go into all the stats, but on the second serve, nearly 20% of the WTA are returning more than 1.5 metres inside the baseline. So very aggressive return position, whereas less than 5% of the men are. That probably goes back to some of the things that Mark was saying there. Next one I thought we'd look at is the use of the slice. Double-handed men and women slice about the same, but a single-handed female athletes slicing about 20.5% of the time of their backhands and and a a male athletes uh, nearly 39%. Can you explain some of those differences? It's a good question and a good comment you do make as well because there's not many female single-handers anymore. And I think we're down to, I think, two or three in the top 100. I think we're down to. So obviously, there are going to be reduced numbers. The males, I'm thinking there's about 15 or so in the top 100 at the moment. Yeah, when you look at numbers like that, it's a good question. The men obviously like to vary the game a bit more than the females. The best thing about the female game at the moment is Ash Barty. <laughs> She's bringing that variation to the game and having the ability to slice the ball and also mix up what she's trying to do. Females don't see that often, so therefore it's a great tactic for her. Um, she probably has a great success rate when using the slice as well, which is obviously something we could tap into at another point. But, you know, she would have a great success rate. And I think if you think of the men side of the game, someone like Roger Federer with his single-hand backhand very the game extremely well so I guess the, the, the single-handed backhand obviously you need to have variation the double-handed backhand players are generally a bit weaker through the right arm which means that they won't slice as much especially in defense defensively they'll try and probably bunt the backhand or you know counter punch the backhand a little bit more so that uh, answers your question now I thought we'd look at some directional data and first I'll look at the backhand so on the women's tour about 17.5 percent go down the line 36.1 hit down the middle and 46 point six hit cross court if you look at the men about the same on down the line down the middle is a bit less so about at 29 percent and then cross court is significantly more at 53.4 percent any reason why the backhand directions would be like that yeah it's a very good question I, I my my theory straight away is that male players will try and get the ball backhand cross to backhand cross to then be able to run around the forehand. That to me is where, where they want to play. The female players really like changing direction with the backhand side. They'll play maybe one cross and then change the direction straight away. Whereas the men will probably go two or three looking for really trying to get around and running around that forehand. So that's where I see the big difference in the, in the male and female game. Although the women are really utilizing the forehand to generate, obviously create some big winners and using their weapon as well. But the men want to use the forehand to, to be an offense. Girls are quite happy to sit there and drive a backhand line. Males will be more inclined to go backhand cross and utilize the forehand to change direction. And that's the old sword versus shield. The sword is the forehand, the shield is the backhand. Backhand won't miss, forehand creates. Whereas the females can generally create offense in, in both shots. And interestingly, you, you touched on the forehand being a, a bit more similar and the data actually shows that where the directional use is actually a lot more similar with the forehand uh, than with the backhand. Still, the cross court's probably the only one where there's a slight difference, but it's not as stark as it is with the backhand Side. Yeah, absolutely. Forehand is definitely the one that we, as, as male players, look to a lot more. So I thought we'd end on um, behaviour under pressure and really comparing the ATP and WTA uh, tours uh, on the data that we've got in terms of how a player responds uh, and plays under pressure. Just to remind our listeners how we define under pressure, it's points that are 30 or juice facing a break point in a tie break. When we talk about behaviour, we're really talking about three three different states. You're either more aggressive than your baseline or you're more conservative than your 
baseline or you play about the same? In terms of the calculation and, and, the, and the analytics behind it, we, we do have an algorithm which takes into account uh, a number of factors, uh, including proximity to the line, changes in direction, shot creativity, court position, a movement forward. But the underlying theme of the calculation is you're, you're more aggressive if you're the one in control of the point. It's on your racket. So when we lo- looked at the, the results, more than 31% of the WTA are more aggressive under pressure than uh, throughout the rest of the match. About 40% stay the same. This is sort of flipped uh, around on the ATP. About 37.9% stayed the same under pressure so same as their baseline but nearly 40 percent were more conservative so why do you think that is mark and did you really expect that to be the case no it doesn't surprise me the female game is a is a definitely a first strike game as well now but they have the ability because of their court position to penetrate and win points quicker they, they stand up the court they're a bit flatter through the ball whereas the men like to hit heavier and sit back a little bit and have more rounded grips so yeah, it, do, it doesn't surprise me much but yeah look at the end of the day like they're two very different ball games, and I challenge our, our listeners to, to go away and watch a male match versus a female match and watch court position, and watch what players do on serve and what they do on return and, and see the differences in, in between those. So it's a very interesting topic for me is the male versus female, and obviously it goes into it stems into coaching a little bit as well. We would love to be able to, to spend hours on this podcast, but we're going to continually break them up into smaller parts and, and share with you our thoughts and share with you our data and, uh, and the reason behind why the data is. So, Shane, once again, like, thanks for your work, what you put in into, uh, into the, to the research of, uh, of all of these podcasts is, is in incredible. Uh, data-driven sports analytics is where you're at and people can find you there on, on all social media platforms. And, you know, obviously through the tennis menu, we'll, we'll be doing our own podcasts and our own, uh, obviously, data breakdown of the matches and, and what we expect of our players and how we need to coach them from there. So, I do appreciate your time, Shane, as always. And yeah, thanks for being being involved again. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mark. My pleasure, mate. Thanks very much for joining us again here on Crunching the Numbers. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to uh, preview some more stats. And obviously, with no tennis around, we'd love to keep you up to date with uh, what's happening in the world of tennis. So thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Crunching the Numbers. Make sure you subscribe to receive all the First Serve podcast. Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.